Welcome to Uncomplicating Weight Loss and Life. I'm your host, Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, certified life coach, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help high-achieving boss women lose their weight for the last damn time and up-level their lives. When it comes to your health, weight loss, and this thing called life, I'm not saying it'll always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. My guest today is the founder and owner of Spiritual Essence Yoga in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, and she is the creative visionary behind the international Yes Yoga Has Curves movement. She's the creator of Jivana Life Yoga and has trained nearly 500 yoga instructors in the practice. She also hosts international yoga retreats and is an active member of the Black Yoga Teachers Alliance and the Yoga and Body Image Coalition. As if that wasn't enough, she's also a master life coach and holistic health practitioner specializing in energy healing. She's devoted her life to inspiring others to live fearlessly and experience their own life transformation. Her work has been featured in NBC, Fox, The Examiner, Essence Magazine, NPR, and more. I am so excited to introduce you to my dear friend and teacher, Dana Smith. Welcome, Dana. Thank you for having me. So, Dana, we're going to get right into it and talk about Reiki in particular, because this is something that I think a lot of people are interested in because it's become a probably more mainstream in the past few years. And oftentimes it's like, well, what is that? And what is energy healing? And how does that work? And would that work for me? So let's kind of dive into what is Reiki and, and what are the benefits of it? So one thing I want to clarify or just shed some light on is energy healing. So a Reiki practitioner can help facilitate the healing, but they're not actually doing the healing. Mm -hmm. So the body is always trying to recalibrate. The mind is always trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And the emotions, the spirit is always trying to say, hey, take a break. So what Reiki does, it's a Japanese form of stress reduction. It gives the body the chance to relax, because you know when we're stressed out, sickness, illness, everything that's going wrong is gonna go wrong. Yes. So when we're stressed, it's hard for the body to heal. Reiki calms the body, calms the mind, calms the spirit emotions, so that the body can do what the body does best, and that is heal and recalibrate. Yes, yes. So talk to us a little bit about the benefits that someone who, say someone's really stressed, right, mm -hmm. and they come to you and they're like, I don't know what's going on, I just, I'm always stressed out and I'm always getting sick. What do you say to someone like that? I always let them know that it's not always what you think it is, mm -hmm. that there is a deep-rooted uh, reason why you're, why you're stressed out. So coming in to get Reiki, it's giving you a moment of reprieve. It's giving you a moment to feel safe. It's giving you a moment to be authentically who you are because we're always putting on different hats mm -hmm. and different masks. Mm -hmm. So in a Reiki session, it's about being authentic, feeling safe, feeling comfortable and relaxed, and then stress leaves. Mm -hmm. I even let people go to sleep because that's another thing. People are not sleeping. Mm -hmm. They're staying. They're not going to bed today. They're going to bed tomorrow <laughs> and then so on and so forth. So with Reiki, it really just allows you to relax. And that's what we need um, as a society. We need to relax. Yes, yes. How did you actually get into this whole energy healing movement? <laughs> I'm going to say by accident. Okay. I was going to say by accident. Well, I began with yoga in 2002. 
and I was looking for new things to bring to the community. So I happened upon Reiki, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. It seemed kind of spooky. <laughs> it seemed kind of spooky, but it was something about it that was interesting. And what was interesting to me, it says, it said, it brings balance to your mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And yoga does the same thing. But in practicing yoga, I felt like there was something missing. Mm -hmm. Like, my yoga practice opened Pandora's box, but I didn't know what to put, where to put all that stuff that was coming up. So I realized that there was some trauma in my life. I realized that I was taught that stress is just a way of life growing up in New York, but it wasn't the truth. I felt like there was some type of conflict, and while yoga was revealing that for me, I didn't have a place to put it. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna say Reiki found me, mm -hmm. and I found my teacher in DC, and it was the most powerful experience because she was the first person to tell me, you're okay. Because when we meet people like, oh, I gotta fix this, I gotta fix that, you know, I'm trying, I'm working on it. She told me, you're all right, mm -hmm. you're all right. So the practice helps to reset you. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say back to the factory settings before mm -hmm. society and all of the stuff got in and, um, you know, tears us apart, mm -hmm. Reiki sets us back to, you know, why we're here, and that is to be happy. Right, right. For someone who's maybe afraid or doesn't understand, like, how it actually works, can you walk us through what a typical Reiki session would look like? So typically, uh, you would be as comfortable as possible. I do my sessions on a massage table, on a chair, standing up, mm -hmm. in Target. <laughs> um, the Reiki practitioner is given permission to step into someone's energy. But guess what? We're in each other's energy all the time. Mm -hmm. So for those that don't um, believe in it, you need a little more proof. How can you start your day? You're feeling good. And then you go somewhere and someone's talking to you and you're suddenly feeling vibes, you're getting fidgety, then all of a sudden you're in a bad mood now. Mm -hmm. Like, what's happening? <laughs> We're sharing energy all the time. Yeah. So what a Reiki practitioner will do is sense your energy and sense certain areas that it's out of balance. So there's something called chakras, and science has proven it. They found it. We knew it, but they found it. So there's uh, seven major chakras or energy centers that feeds into our endocrine system and into our nervous system. And a Reiki practitioner will sense where the imbalances are and just fine-tune it, release the things that's there, fine-tune it, and give your body, mind, spirit the opportunity to take the baton and continue the healing. Mm -hmm. So Reiki doesn't fix it. It just gives you that opportunity to feel well and peaceful enough to do the work. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like medicine. You know, if you have a toothache, the medicine is not going to take the toothache away, but it's going to give you some relief mm -hmm. so that you can get it resolved. Right, right. Yeah. So after a session, and say you've helped a client process some things and kind of get rid of some of the negative energy that they have, after that, wouldn't they be open? Like, wouldn't they be like open and exposed to all the other energies? <laughs> no, because they were open and exposed in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, whether we acknowledge it or not, we are like sponges sucking in all of this stuff that's around us. Mm -hmm. What happens is when I do a session, I'm clearing up the crap that's not theirs, mm -hmm. and I'm clearing up the crap that is theirs, and then we're doing protection. Mm -hmm. So we're protecting it. So it's not about, oh gosh, you know, now I cried on this table and I'm so raw and, you know, you're going to leave me out here in this world. <laughs> no, it's that you've been out in the world like that. Mm -hmm. What this is doing is cleaning, clearing the slate and you're aware of it 
And this is how you step back into your life. Mm. So it doesn't leave you open mm-hmm. so that you're like <laughs> feeling everybody's stuff. Because again, we have been feeling that. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone ever come to you as a skeptic? I would say 20% of the people that come to me are skeptics. Mm -hmm. And what's happening now, doctors are suggesting um, that their patients go to uh, seek Reiki, which is Mm -hmm. amazing to me because I started this early 2000s and it was unheard of. Mm -hmm. But now they're... um, suggesting that they try Reiki as a complementary modality. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I want everyone to know. It does not take the place of, it is a complementary modality Mm -hmm. so that you can experience uh, deep healing. So yeah, they, they, (laughs) they love it. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to um, understand that there's this energy practice that can support you in all that you are and in your healing journey. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit more about the chakras and, and how that all works together? Yes, so the chakras are my blueprint for healing. If you understand the seven chakras, you will have the tools and the power to keep yourself in balance or maintain balance. So, you know, balance can go out the window mm-hmm. when you're driving your car. <laughs> you know, you leave the house balanced and it's like, ah. Yeah. So there are seven major chakras. Um, some say that there's an infinite amount. There's minor chakras and major chakras. The seven um, main chakras reside up the spine, so starting with the tailbone, then ending at the top of the head. Each chakra um, speaks to how we're living our life. It has it, It's represented by something. Mm-hmm. So I can go through them. Go ahead. So the first chakra is uh, the root chakra, Muladhara, mm-hmm. and that's Sanskrit. I like to respect the art by doing the best that I can with pronunciation. The root chakra is about our roots, our connection to our family, our homes, our bodies, how we are um, connected to our purpose and our passion work. Mm -hmm. And when the root chakra is out of balance, we may notice fluctuations in our physical. We may uh, have issues in our home. Mm -hmm. There may be stuff with our job and the people in it. So keeping that in balance is first and foremost important. Because if you think about the root chakra, like the foundation of a beautiful home, if you skimp out on the foundation and you're like, oh, I just want to get this house built mm-hmm. like real quick, mm-hmm. and you get cheap materials, and you don't really let it set, what's going to happen to the house? Mm-hmm. It may be pretty for a little while, but then it'll start to crack, yes. and the issues will start to come. So when we think about balance, we start at the root. And it makes sense because the roots have to be deep in order for us to be stable. The second chakra is uh, the sacral chakra or Swadhisthana. And this is our creative center. This is our flow of energy and emotions, our self-esteem, and our sexual center. And sexual energy is really powerful, but people get it confused with the ritual of sex. Mm. But sexual energy is creative energy. It's this energy that can transmutate things into, you know, lumps of clay into something beautiful. The creation. Creation, right? And this chakra, um, it really helps us to stay in flow. Mm -hmm. And when this chakra is um, blocked, we feel stagnant. You know, we feel self-conscious. We're real judgy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're real judgy. Mm -hmm. And it's important for us to not just be all work. Flow is necessary. Fun is necessary. Mm-hmm. Joy is always an energy that's, you know, behind the scenes. 
but tapping into those things and having fun and play is important. And so that's what Swadhisthana Chakra represents. And then we have our power center, Manipura Chakra, the solar plexus chakra. This is all about us doing what we say we're gonna do, <laughs> being disciplined, um, feeling empowered. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are hesitant to step into their power because they feel like, oh, I don't wanna bully anyone. I don't wanna be too much. But being empowered means that I'm fully present with my greatness. Mm -hmm. I stand up for myself. I am bold, I am present, I am seen and I am heard, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. So with Manipura Chakra, this chakra gets out of whack when people feel victimized, when they feel like they don't have enough, when they feel unworthy, and when they don't understand that, you know, there's it's okay for us to stand in our strength. You know, we, we're accused, oh, why are you so strong? Or why are you so bold? Mm -hmm. Well, that's, you know, that's our right. Mm -hmm. That's our right. Mm -hmm. And our next chakra is the, it's a, it's a major one. It's the bridge between the lower chakras and the upper chakra. It's the heart. So many people think, oh, the heart's romantic. This chakra is not about romance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though romance can be a, a beautiful side effect. The heart chakra is about balance. Mm -hmm. Are you receiving as much as you're giving? Mm -hmm. Do you understand that you know, you're deserving? Again, worthiness comes up in this chakra. Self-love is the energy that writes the story of being able to love other people. So love comes through you. So this, this chakra, chakra is about the reconciliation. And if you look, you know, a lot of people that have uh, conditions with high blood pressure, heart concerns, you know, I always look at the heart chakra. Now, I'm not a physician, and a Reiki practitioner is not a physician, unless they are, because I have had some doctors come through the program. Mm -hmm. But the heart is where a lot of things get jammed up, because worthiness, and a, another main theme of the heart chakra is forgiveness. Mm -hmm especially if you've been through some things and understanding that not forgiving keeps the energy like jammed up in your heart. Mm -hmm. So it's about reconciling all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, so the heart chakra is anahata. Throat chakra is vishuddha. And it's about free expression, exactly what you're doing, mm -hmm. using your voice <laughs> to inspire the masses. Um, being in your truth, mm -hmm. and that's what it is. So oftentimes we're told to uh, be seen and not heard, mm -hmm. which is absolutely foolish. Mm -hmm. And we are not uh, encouraged to express ourselves, but our voice has power. Mm -hmm. The quality, the tonal quality of our voice has power. It's intuitive, it's just, we must be okay with expressing our, our authentic self, not mm -hmm. who folks think we mm -hmm. should be, mm -hmm. or don't curse and don't say this and don't say that. <laughs> hey, if that's your thing, do it. So it's about speaking your truth. Yeah. But in turn, it's also about listening. It's communication. So we, you know, those that can speak, you speak, but also we need to be able to equally hear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not hear through the ego, but hear the truth of what it is, right? There's like yeah. three sides to every story, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. your side, my side, and what what actually is. Mm -hmm. So we should always be trying to um, hear what it is and feel the emotions, but move through the emotions to really clearly hear. Mm -hmm. And then we have the third eye chakra, mm -hmm. Agnya, and that's about intuition. Mm -hmm. You know, 2020 uh, had a lot of us 
really wondering like, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. What is my life right now? What have I been doing? And when we get still like that, even though it was forced, when we get still like that, the intuition starts to grow Mm -hmm. because we don't have the distractions of running here and there or doing a bunch of things. So when a lot of people uh, sat still and they realize, I don't like my job, Mm. or I'm not really, you know, I want to move, really. I don't like this environment, this area. The third eye chakra is what is that guiding light. It's that that hunch, that gut feeling, that nudge, that, you know, oh, I see colors brightly, or, mm-hmm. you know, I just know things. Mm-hmm. So with this chakra, it's really about trusting it, I'm going to say. Trusting, like if you pray or you have a goals or you do wishes on something, it's trusting that those things can be, um, that you can receive them. And it may not be in ways that are um, obvious or ways that you could have even written, but it's trusting those hunches. Because mm-hmm. if you keep asking for something and then weird stuff like, oh, call Bob. I haven't talked to Bob in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Call Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. It's just, it's trusting because we're always getting guidance and Reiki enhances your third eye chakra. Mm-hmm. Whether you are receiving it or you are a Reiki practitioner, it's enhancing that because it's allowing us to see clearly beyond the, the black and white. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we have the crown chakra, Sahasrara chakra, and that's just wisdom. It's an understanding that we are one. It is our connection to source energy, however you view source energy. And it's knowing that uh, life is meant to be bigger than just this nine to five, day to day, Mm -hmm. waiting for Saturday, Mm -hmm. sat on Monday, because, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just about this divine connection that we are connected to something greater than this experience. So can someone have all their chakras fucked up? (laughs) (laughs) My uh, short answer is no. And this is from years of study, because I was pretty fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Um, There's always a root cause. Mm -hmm. So there's always, um, it could be one or two chakras that are out of order, creating upset and the other ones. Mm -hmm. So when you receive a, a Reiki session, the practitioner should be checking you and seeing where the origin story is. So it's going, you might say, oh my gosh, my shoulders hurt, so I know it's my heart chakra. Like, nope, it's actually your sacral chakra. Mm -hmm. And all of that energy is just jamming up everything above, so that's where you're feeling it. So no, there's hope. (laughs) (laughs) So where is the intersection between Reiki and intuition? How does that all work together? It just all works together. Intuition is a sense, the sixth sense. Mm-hmm. Reiki is a practice that helps to clear energy. And generally when this sense is blocked is because there's an energy blockage. Mm-hmm. So Reiki is like um, the vitamin for the intuition because mm-hmm. it makes sure that things are clear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's so important. I, I really want my listeners to hear that because one of the concepts that I teach is intuitive eating. And to me, that's how I was able to lose my weight and keep it off. And that's how my clients are as well. And sometimes people first come to me, they're like, I don't have intuition or I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what my body or my, brain, my heart are telling me. Yeah. What would you say to someone who thinks that they don't have it or it's closed off or blocked off? Now it could be, blocked, Mm -hmm. 
But the way to unblock it is just to learn how to listen. Um, I lost about 30, 40 pounds. I tried everything, mm -hmm. every diet, mm -hmm. <laughs> everything. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I said, okay, what am I missing? There's something I'm missing. And I had a glass of wine in my hand and I heard very loudly, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that's what it is. And your body doesn't process those sugars. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, no one, no doctor has ever told me that. So <laughs> I need my wine. <laughs> But my, I, I started from that point, I started to listen. What I did was I would have my glass and I would sit with my body afterwards to see how it would respond. Mm -hmm. I would notice stomach cramps mm -hmm. and I would get jittery and then I would get irritated. So we have intuition, we just don't know how to listen. Right. So our body knows exactly what's right for it. Mm -hmm. Not someone that wants to give you a, a diet plan and you must do this. Mm -hmm. It's the body saying, it may be one or two things that your body does not like, yeah. but you need to be able to listen to your body because mm -hmm. your body is perfect, Yes, your body is beautiful, and we start the healing from there. Mm -hmm. And then our intuition flows when we cultivate self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Self-acceptance, I always say, love what you see in the mirror, and that love doesn't mean that you don't wanna change it, that love just means that you acknowledge and appreciate where you are now because our bodies are built for what we're going through. Mm. So understand the structure of your body is supporting the way that your life is flowing right now. Right. So we don't judge it. Yes. So when we cultivate that self-acceptance, then the intuition goes, all right, now let's talk. Mm -hmm. Now let me give you some guidance. Right. And it's done through self-love. Mm -hmm. Nobody mm -hmm. likes to be beaten up or bullied or boot camped into, you know, remission. Like, get it. Right. Because while that may last, it may not feel good and lasting. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, I did a whole bunch of programs, worked with a whole bunch of people. It just, it didn't last. Mm -hmm. And I found myself going back into creature comforts. Yes. Yes. So it is. So the intuition is there, but it may be blocked because, you know, we're screaming at ourselves, we're judging ourselves, mm -hmm. and it's like, we're just trying to say, you're fine. You can change whatever you want to change, but do it through love. Right. Yes, I love that. And that's something that I, I talk about so much on the show, that, yes, I can tell you what to eat. I can give you meal plans. I can do all that. But you have to understand your body. You have to listen to what it's telling you because what may have worked for me may not work for you. Mm -hmm. That's why these commercial diets, they only work as long as you do them. And then as soon as you stop and you have a piece of bread, mm -hmm. then you know you gain five pounds. So it's really important and the reason why I didn't want to do, and I've learned all the theories and I've tried most of them, but for me, intuitive eating has always just been so powerful because the body knows everything. The yes. body knows everything that it needs and it's always giving us signals always. it's just most of the time we're like, like ah. <laughs> oh no i don't think so right but our body never lies and our body keeps the score and i've always said that to all of my clients just listen to your body they're like i don't know what it's telling me then just be quiet and listen yeah. so what would you say to someone who's so disconnected from the, you know so many of us we're high achieving we're in our head all day long mm -hmm. we are juggling we're doing these things how do you offer to someone to like kind of get out of your head and, and really start listening to like what your spirit is telling you, what your mm -hmm. body is telling you? So I was that. I say I'm a recovering A personality. Mm -hmm. I do 100 million trillion things. And 
It's, I want to say first and foremost, it's a management of it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, okay, I'm going to give you this technique, this tool, you got it, you're good for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It's management. So when you're in your head and you got a lot of things to do, a lot of obligations, people depending on you, a lot of um, moving parts, each and every day before you start your day, because the moment you wake up, there's some clear space there. Mm-hmm. The moment you wake up, you affirm yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm healthy, I'm whole. I am bliss, I am peace. Yeah. And you start your day with that. And when the day starts to get crazy and you're disconnected, I'm healthy, I am whole, I am bliss, I am peace. So it's about the repetition. Mm-hmm. It's about the repetition. And either you're saying this out loud or you're writing this down, but starting your day for you. Don't go and open your email the first <laughs> hour of your day. Don't mm-hmm. roll over and check anything on your electronics unless it's turning on an inspirational something. Mm-hmm. Because when we are high achieving, there's this pressure to always high achieve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's this pressure to always um, finish all of the things and cross that you know, finish line and same pace, nice. pace, pace, pace. But that is uh, what affects our health and that mm-hmm. creates energy blockages. And what it does, so if we're doing something that we enjoy but then it becomes a chore, then the joy is gone. Right. The joy is gone. Mm-hmm. And then we're just on autopilot autopilot and then we lose the joy that creates issues in the sacral chakra that creates stuff in the heart chakra Mm -hmm. and then we have all these things where we feel like we're all fucked up Mm -hmm. but we're not Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it starts you know at one one root so starting your day for you Mm -hmm. before any stimulation repeat mantras or affirmations that feel good that feel uh, meaningful to you so Mm -hmm. The best affirmations and mantras, which is a, a, rep, a repeated word or phrase, mm-hmm. is the ones uh, that you create based on where you're not and where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in chaos, I'm in peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you are angry, I am calm. Mm-hmm. So you create those things for yourself and do it each and every day. Schedule it like it is your most important meeting for the day. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. important. Yes. So when it comes to Reiki and and balancing and all of that, I know there's also distance Reiki. For example, if someone doesn't live in this area, they can't come to you. How does that exactly work? So energy has no boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, Has anyone ever said, well, I'm going to pray for you, and you literally felt that prayer? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's how it works, that it's the intention. It is being open to giving in such a powerful way mm-hmm. that that works. And with a Reiki practitioner, you don't have to physically be there for me to step into your energy mm-hmm. because you've given me permission. And I generally have someone send me a picture of them. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, take your camera, take a selfie right now, mm-hmm. send it to me. Yeah. And I'm able to do that. You know, I've been able to send it to family members who uh, live states and states away. Mm-hmm. And we skeptics too. <laughs> like I don't know what you're doing, but I'm just at my last, right. <laughs> my wits end. Yes. And they've been able to really feel it. So sending Reiki energy is like sending love. It does catch up. Now it not, may not be that exact day, but that energy is going to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who's maybe very religious and thinks that Reiki is um, against a religion? Reiki has no religious dogma. You don't have to believe in anything at all. It is a system. Yes. It's a science. So, you know, and I, I'm blessed to see a lot of people of different faiths, even people that have no faith, that mm-hmm. classify themselves as atheists. Mm-hmm. 
they are able to come and receive from me. It's not about the religion, it's about the energy. Mm-hmm. And some people need to say, well, it's the science of energy, well, whatever they need. But it's not, there's no doctrine, mm-hmm. there's no thou shouts, mm-hmm. shall. It, it just, it isn't. Right. It's pulling from universal energy that we all have access to. Mm-hmm. Has anyone ever asked you to do Reiki on behalf, like on someone else, and do you do that? What do you mean? For example, I would like for you to do Reiki on, I always talk about the dusty ex-boyfriend, on my dusty (laughs) (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Well, there has to be permission. So you can't just go ahead and force Reiki on somebody like, I'm going to give you Reiki because you need to get your life together. You need some healing. You need some healing. (laughs) No, uh, there always has to be permission. Yes. There always has to be permission or else um, it's contrary to what Reiki is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even when someone schedules a session with me, I ask them for permission. I said, is it okay for me to step into your energy? Is it okay for me to touch your body in safe places? And if that changes at any point, let me know and I will not be offended in Mm -hmm. any way. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to Reiki, how often do you recommend someone sees a practitioner? It really depends on how their energy responds to the session. Mm There's no, like, cookie-cutter, oh, six sessions and you'll be good. Mm-hmm. What I generally do, um, if someone is working on something like they've had an accident or a surgery and they're needing the healing support, I'm wanting to see them, like, twice a week. Mm-hmm. But if someone um, doesn't have anything that's really pressing but they're still working on something heavy, then we'll see each other once a week. Mm-hmm. Maintenance Reiki sessions are, like, once a month. So I have some clients that come and they've gone through the first stage of seeing me more uh, frequently to tuning up once a month. So it really depends on how your energy responds and the depth of the um, the blockage or sometimes I say uh, breaks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just really depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you say that it would be beneficial for someone who's maybe processing through trauma with a therapist and with like a team of experts and then adding Reiki as a form? Most definitely. We have um, a few therapists that actually teach yoga for me and that come to me uh, as a, you know, to receive and Mm -hmm. then they refer their patients to me as well. Mm -hmm. So remember Reiki is a complementary modality. While um, it's going to help amplify whatever what other healing uh, modalities you are seeking at this time. Mm-hmm. So it most definitely can because it's going to help to relieve the stress and move the energy around things. Right, right. So where can my listeners find you? Okay. So the website is uh, www.spiritualessenceyoga.com on IG S-E underscore yoga. So that's S as in spiritual, E as in essence, underscore yoga. And Yeah, those are the two best places to find me. Amazing. And we will link all of that in the show notes so that you can get in contact with Dana. And even if you don't live in the DMV area, she does offer distance Reiki. And she has done Reiki on me several times. (laughs) And I'm up for my next session because Lord help me after these two days of filming. (laughs) So good. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And that's all for today. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. You can have the health, the body, and the life that you've always desired. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
Find me on Instagram and YouTube at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you on your journey of uncomplicating weight loss and life.